The Perfect Ten. With Steve Allen, voice of the NRL and six-time Radio Award winner. Yeah, welcome to the first episode of 2021. Firstly, hope you and your family had a fantastic Christmas and best wishes for the year ahead. Our first guest is race car champion Lightning Luke King. Luke was a guest on the podcast in October 2019, and it's still one of our top-rating shows. We had listeners from the USA, Mexico, Greece, Indonesia, and also Kuwait. Luke's a Bathurst winner in the Toyota 86 series. He was absolutely phenomenal that weekend. He's won the Colin Bond Award and he created history with a clean sweep in Newcastle. At the moment, nobody can go with him. He looks real comfortable. He has been on the podium in almost every race since Bathurst. Picks up another race win. Luke King back to back here in Newcastle. Lightning Luke King scoring the trifecta, a clean sweep in Newcastle in the Toyota 86 series. The 30-year-old has some massive news about the next step in his career. We'll get to that in just a moment. And also stay with us for a bonus at the end of the podcast. Our naming rights partner is Robson Civil Projects. We catch Mark Dolan, the senior project manager, after Robson's have completed an engineering masterpiece in Erskine Park in Sydney. It's also the brand new home for Amazon. Can you believe they've leased a 20,000 square metre space for the next 20 years? Right now, let's get down to business. Our first guest of 2021, Lightning Luke King. Welcome back to The Perfect 10. Thanks for having me on the show, mate. Pleasure to be back. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about some of the news from this year. Hey, uh, how do you feel? I think I've told you that uh, Dave Fairley's the most popular podcast. Mark O'Mealy, the ogre, a fearsome character with Canterbury. He's number two on the list. And uh, you roll in at number three. Yeah, well, look, I'm pretty stoked. Usually to I would want to be on the top step of the podium, but to be behind one of my heroes, Mark O'Mealy, as you know, I'm a Doggies fan. Um, pretty cool. I, I like that. Uh, mate, uh, over Christmas, what did you get up to, you and Liz? Uh, we went up to Brisbane, um, just caught up with the family, um, did all that type of thing, tried to lay low a bit. Um, and as usual, it's kind of the most hectic time for a race driver, trying to figure out what the deal is going to be for the next year. So, yeah, we worked on that across the break. Um, tried to get some uh, time out in the sun, uh, got on the new road bike, uh, went for a few big rides up around Brizzy. So, yeah. It was good. Fair to say you were devastated in 2020? Yeah, well, I mean, we had the opportunity to go over to Europe um, at the start of last year, and we were going to do a lot of the Le Mans series stuff off the back of that podium that we had in China in the LMP3. So, yeah, it was a bit disappointing we didn't get that. Um, we were going to play a coaching role in the 86 series as well. So, business-wise, things were looking up, and we were going to be able to travel and all that, and obviously COVID's put a real damper on it. So, yeah, it's been hard. You caught up with me during the year last year, and it's fair to say you had some mental health issues, like just struggling like so many people when what you have a passion for is taken away. Yeah, well, I mean, like anyone who works, I, I suppose the best comparison here would be like an Olympian, right, where you work for your heart out for four years in preparation for the event, and then when the event doesn't come off, it's all that's lost. So for us, it was very similar because we've built a lot of momentum over these years in sponsorships in commercial backing and all that type of thing to a point where sometimes you only get 
one shot for it all for the fireworks to go bang basically and i was getting pretty concerned that that was going to be our shot gone um but yeah luckily we've kind of pulled through we'll talk about that in a moment i think i saw you one day and i thought lightning luke has lost his mojo (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the storm had quietened down a bit (laughs) you were talking about sponsors and i thought this is a last desperate bid to keep the dream alive yeah for us really it it is about taking the next step as soon as we possibly can and that kind of disappeared in in 2020 um going to europe for us would have definitely put us on the map as one of the international aussie drivers that are out there um yeah so to miss that opportunity was was not great okay so for our perfect 10 audience uh, lay it out what's unfolded and this is just sensational news yeah so this year we are going to be running as one of the main game drivers in the tcr australia series which has just announced its sponsorship from super cheap auto so that's a huge thing to have a a big brand like that supporting TCR, which is an up-and-coming category. Um, I know they don't want to be compared to supercars. They're a very different market to what supercars are. But it's fair to say that they're an international category and they, they are probably going to rival it for, for TV time. Um, so we're going to be stepping into that with new sponsors. Um, we've got international sponsors backing us in Maotai. Um, and that partnership came around from a personal relationship that we had by... Funnily enough, meeting the owner and his son, uh, his two sons actually, at a sushi restaurant in <laughs> Sydney. So you can't plan this stuff. We, I don't know, we served each other up some sushi train and had some good chats and it's turned into a relationship that's evolved into sponsorship. Okay, what's Mao Tai? Well, it's it's the most prestigious drink to come out of China. So it's a liquor that's up to about 60% and they say you can drink it without having a hangover the next day. So... <laughs> I'm looking forward to testing that theory out and it's a celebratory drink so we're planning to do a lot of celebrating this year yeah do a shoey with a Mao Tai yeah well God, I don't know if I'd get up after a shoey with Mao Tai so yeah we'll have to see what it brings okay so you're out of the Toyota 86 series where you were just a revelation you won at Bathurst you had clean sweeps in Newcastle Now you jump behind the wheel of the Audi RS3. Tell us about that little baby. Yeah, so four-cylinder turbo pocket rocket. Um, The good thing about TCR is all of those cars are front-wheel drive format with a four-cylinder turbo that comes from the manufacturer. So the cool thing about TCR is there's a direct link to the road car. Um, that you would drive out of the Hyundai dealership, out of the Honda dealership, and in this case for us, out of the Audi dealership. So they're a specifically designed car straight from the Audi factory over in Germany. They're a really cool car, paddle shift on the steering wheel, um, 280 k's probably at Bathurst. Um, I know they get up to about 250 at Phillip Island. So uh, yeah, and there's plans for a Bathurst International event at the end of the year where some of the drivers from the World Touring Car Championship will actually come out to compete against the Aussie drivers. Will this slide around like the 86? Yeah, look, it's it's a different format car in, in the way that it's a front-wheel drive car and not a rear-wheel drive. So um, usually a rear-wheel drive would slide around quite a bit on throttle. 
whereas the front-wheel drive is the opposite. So when you come off throttle, the car really dances around in the rear. So that's a, a thing I'm going to have to get my head around. I have driven front-wheel drive race cars before, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's a different challenge, and this car is on slicks as well. So um, it's quite a challenge to get the rear tyres up to temperature because they're not doing a lot of work. So the first few opening laps are pretty hairy in a TCR car, especially on a cold circuit. Hey, we've got to talk about your rock star teammate. Tell us about being in the same stable as Chaz Moster. Yeah, well, that was uh, something that I never thought was actually going to happen um, through the off-season. I had no... The team kept it pretty quiet from me. Um, and, yeah, they obviously announced that this week. So I know he's confirmed for round one of the series. Obviously, Bathurst winner, one of the biggest stars in supercars um, to come out of there in the last few years. So, I mean, for us to line up against him... Um, be tested against someone that is rated as highly as, as Chaz is a really good opportunity for us because we're in the same equipment. So if we can go out there, do the same job as him, um, and hopefully better, then, uh, yeah, our stocks will go up. Who else is in this series? So you've got Michael Caruso, who's come out of supercars, Lee Holdsworth, um, Garth Tander ran in the series last year, so who knows if he'll be back or not. Um, James Moffat, son of Alan. Jason Barguana, Bathurst winner, is running in there with his son Ben in a Peugeot team. Um, and then you've got you know a whole host of rookies. Um, one guy, Brad Shields, who I who won the Colin Bond Award um, a few years before I did. Uh, Jordan Cox running the Alfa Romeo. Dylan O'Keefe in the factory Renault. So it's an extremely competitive field, and I'm I'm looking forward to the challenge. When you mention all these makes and models, this is a series that's held in 25 countries. Yeah, over 25 countries around the world. Um, it's currently the spec of car for the world. Touring Car Championship. So for for us, this provides a truly global pathway over to Europe and over to the World Series where we could compete against the best drivers from Scandinavia, from, you know, all, all across the globe, basically. So, and because we've got an international sponsor, um, you know, once the international borders open up and we have a bit of success here, the sky's the limit. Who is the Scandinavian champion? <laughs> well, it's Yvonne Muller. <laughs> So, I can't believe you know that answer. Well, he's he's a very well-known touring car driver. So if you do do your research on him, um, he spends most of his time in the snow driving around in the off season. So he's he'll be a challenge to go up against. Hey, I tell you, I need to do more research. Uh, I thought I was the Bruce McAvaney of sport. Uh, no longer. Hey, uh, you mentioned the Colin Bond Award. Is that one of the greatest achievements of your career? Uh I I would say yes. Aside from the the stuff that we did last year in the '86 series, I mean, for for Dad to be there with us um, to accept that award from Colin himself, being that bit of background here that Dad obviously worked for Bondi back in the One Two Falcon era, um, and then the Ford Sierras for the people who recognise them. Um, yeah, I would say it probably is. You know, our our new teammate, Chaz, is touted as one of the most versatile drivers in Australia, um, and that's what the Colin Bond Award is for. So I suppose our versatility will be tested going up against him. For a lot of the Perfect 10 audience, uh, since you came on last time, you've actually won quite a few simulated races yep. against a lot of these drivers. Now, will that give you added confidence 
going into the series and you're really going to have to do a crash course right yeah pretty much i mean we've got our first round in tassie next week for the boost mobile race to tasmania so that's happening at simmons plains which is a track i've never been to before and i've driven a couple of tcr cars but i haven't driven the audi yet so we're struggling with borders trying to get across to do a test day at the moment um but I will say that the sim stuff does transfer across to real-life racing. So we beat Caruso in the F3 um, in one of the ARG, the TCR races last year. So, I mean, if you look at the way that Scott McLaughlin, Will Power, who's our Australian IndyCar champ, um, how those guys approach their sim racing, anyone who's good in the sim is good in real life. So I suppose I'm hoping that translates because that means we should be at the front. So is there a track for Simmons Plains? Can you jump on the sim and practice in the next few weeks? Yeah, we can. So the, the cool thing about signing a deal with Audi and Melbourne Performance Centre, who run the Audis, is that they've got a full engineering team with a simulator down there. So um, we could do uh, mock races together between my sim and their sim. They can transfer data up to me um, and then hopefully once I get down into the car we're well prepared enough. You mentioned about your dad. So he's an absolute genius. Will he be a part of the team? Yeah, I want dad to be there. Um, I probably don't want him to be on the spanners as much as he has been over the years because we both work pretty hard on it so i'd like him to enjoy it a bit but i know he'll want to be involved so um i'd like to probably see him as a bit of an overview of the team um talking to the engineers talking to the mechanics and just making sure everyone's all right and he's always been a great support for me and sometimes because we've got that father and son relationship I feel like I know everything that he's already told me, but there's always times where even though I'm the driver, he'll come up to me and say, have you thought of this? And those little things that dad does are super valuable. So, you know, he's been in the trenches with me this whole time. So he's definitely going to be in the pit lane. What are your goals in this series? What do you think you can achieve? Well, the way I look at it is we have been at the front of every other support category we've raced at and we've always had the cards stacked against us. So with a team like MPC and the backing of the sponsors, we should have all the tools available for me to go out and do the job. You know, Garth, Chaz, all the other guys that we're up against, they've all got four limbs and two sets of eyes, same as I do. Um, we've got access to the data, so we should be able to look across at where we're we're not quick if we're struggling a bit. Um, and I believe that from our experience in China last year, we can adapt to the car quite quickly. So I'm probably looking for a top five in the series. That might sound a bit ambitious to some people when you look at the grid, but we've got the car to do it. We've got the, the pedigree there and our driving history. So there's no reason we can't jag a few wins. On the world stage, what were the highlights for you in 2020? And I, I dare say you're going to say Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, you can't really go past it. Um, Lewis cops uh, a lot in, in the media. You're either a fan of him or you're not and I am a fan. He's found his groove and now he finds himself alongside Michael Schumacher as top in the record books. That's for all the kids out there who dream the impossible. You can do it too man.
I believe in you guys. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. You don't win seven world titles and match Michael Schumacher's records by just being in a good car. Um, if Bottas was better than Hamilton, he would have beat him already. So um, for me, that's a highlight. I've, I have followed the F1 religiously this year. I reckon I've probably followed 10 or 15 new F1 podcasts across 2020 to kind of keep me sane. Um, so the new Danny Rick signing to McLaren has been really good. I can't wait to see what that's going to hold. But the fact that he was able to pull some podiums for Renault last year was huge. So um, yeah, they'd have to be my two highlights from 2020. Yeah, Can you give us a shout out some of the podcasts podcast that you're listening to that you love? Yeah, so I love listening to Beyond the Grid, which is one of the official F1 podcasts. That actually gives you a lot of insights to the drivers um, and some of who are past and present and some stories that you probably would never have heard back in the day. Um, the Race.com and Autosport both run their own um, YouTube channels, which provide heaps of news and updates and different opinion pieces, which are the main ones that I follow. Yeah. What about the F1 series itself? Just a master piece particularly series two yeah i can't wait for season three to come out which will obviously cover all the covid stuff that happened at the australian grand prix and how they actually did all the rounds i mean there's so many headlines to come out of formula one this year with the amount of driver changes that we've had key drivers going to ferrari i mean the signing of sergio perez to red bull and you know, kicking out Alex Albon, essentially. Red Bull are going to be really big to watch next year. So it'll be interesting to see all those politics play out and hopefully they can feed that Drive for Survive series to us as soon as possible. Okay, uh, finally, what about this series? So Tassie first up, what happens next? Yeah, so Tassie first, um, which is on the Australia Day weekend, which is going to be really cool. I've never raced on a Monday or Tuesday before and usually been pretty out of it on Australia Day. So then we go to Phillip Island in February. Then we have Bathurst in April, which is usually the six-hour weekend for people in the know. Uh, We go to Sydney, Morgan Park in Queensland, and then I think we might finish off the year at Sandown. But check your local guides and check TCR's website for details. And seven broadcasting the series? Yep, seven broadcasting the series. There should be about six hours of coverage across each race weekend live. Um, so you'll catch us on there, and I'll be doing everything I can to get in front of the camera, obviously. <laughs> I tell you, they do a superb job on motorsport, no doubt about it. Uh, Lightning Luke, we'd love to have Tai supporting the Perfect 10 podcast, but as you know, we're sponsored by a third-generation Central Coast company, Robson Civil Projects, and you love them too. I do love Robson Civil. Um, I Their cockpits are a bit different to mine. I don't have a bulldozer or a, or a barrel in front of me. So, um, But, yeah, great Central Coast company, and uh, I'm glad they're on board with the Perfect 10. Maybe we'll have to top it off next time with a shot of Mountai. Absolutely, and uh, they also sponsored the Super Sprint up in Townsville, and they're big supporters of Michael Caruso as well. Yeah, they are. Obviously, Caruso is going to be a bit of a rival to us this year, but it was great to see a good Central Coast company getting on board with Townsville. That's an awesome event. I've been up there the last three years, um, and we've had quite a bit of success at Townsville so uh, yeah good on Robson anything else you want to say on the podcast um, I suppose for, for people who haven't seen TCR before give it a give it a chance and, and do some research into it I'll be putting in some explanatory videos onto my Instagram and Facebook pages so go and follow that and find out what it's all about because it's a great category and I think um, it's got a big future ahead of it here in Australia what are your tags on social uh, so at Luke King Racing on Instagram and obviously Luke King Racing on Facebook 
Luke King Racing on Twitter and Luke King Racing on YouTube. And you can't complete this podcast without a shout out to the one and only Miss Lizzie. Well, there is one and only Liz Brown and I wouldn't be here without her. She actually wanted to come down to the Perfect 10 because she loves seeing your beaming face so much. So we'll have to get her down for one too because she's pretty incredible. Well, Lightning... I'm ecstatic for you because, like I said, last year it looked like you'd hit rock bottom and, you know, a lot of people really struggled through that COVID period. But to see you bounce back and get the opportunity that you thoroughly deserve, congratulations, mate, and great to have you on the summer series of The Perfect Ten. Thank you very much, mate. And I can't end this without saying thanks to, obviously, our sponsors. The opportunity that you're talking about wouldn't be happening without Maotai coming on board. Um, That's a great signing for us, and I'm so proud to be representing that brand. Obviously, Fast Track Communications are in their fifth year with us of sponsorship now, and Pertamina Lubricants as well. Um, We've got so many other people on board with us, but, um, yeah, wouldn't be here without all the support. Lightning Luke King, our first guest of 2021. I'm sure he'll absolutely smash it in the TCR series. And it commences over the Australia Day long weekend. You'll see all the action from Simmons Plains in Tassie on 7 May on Monday and Tuesday, January 25 and 26. Okay, a special bonus now with our naming rights partner, Robson Civil Projects. And this is amazing. In early December, I caught up with senior project manager Mark Dolan, where the Robson Civil team had created history. First of all, welcome down to Erskine Park, our construction home for the last 12 months. Um, we're putting the finishing touches on what is the first ever freestanding road structure that's spanning the Warragamba pipelines. These pipelines are gravity fed from Warragamba Dam all the way to Prospect Reservoir. Um, at which point they service 85% of Sydney's daily water needs. Mark, talk to me more about risks. I don't want to gloss over them. There would have been challenges every step of the way. Absolutely. Every day we turn up on a construction site, we deal with risks. The biggest challenge for us on this job was managing those risks to the satisfaction of the stakeholders who hadn't experienced them before. Where we stand right here, we took out almost 40,000 tonne of material within three metres of the pipeline. That was a major operation with large bulldozers, large excavators and large haulage trucks. We actually designed and installed a protection system that protected any errant material that rolled down the batter from hitting the pipelines. That had never been seen by Water New South Wales before and it's now a system they're going to incorporate on all future projects. And the team's international, all Irish. It is, it is. The project management team, the three of us are originally from Ireland, but all three of us call Australia home. I came here 11 years ago and have been employed by Robson that whole time. And two of the members, Tim and Jerry, joined for this particular project and, as I said before, have been integrated themselves seamlessly into the team. With Amazon, one of the world's biggest companies, no doubt about it, one of the top four or five in the world, and there's so much excitement and buzz about them being here as one of the marquee tenants. Yes, so they're building the largest robotics warehouse in the Southern Hemisphere while this road is getting completed. Until this road is built, they have no access in or out to the M7 and to everywhere they need to deliver the goods. Serious time pressure. We worked hand-in-hand with Goodman, just one of the best clients we've ever worked with, and collaboratively have brought this project home five weeks ahead of schedule. Here's a big statement. Robson Civil Projects, third-generation family company dating back to the 50s and 60s. An incredible success story in their own right, but is this their greatest achievement? 
it's certainly up there, Steve. Being the senior project manager delivering it, I certainly believe so. And I look forward to seeing it on the front of the website. It makes me immensely proud. I'm going to remember this as long as I'm in this game. In terms of man hours, did you clock that? We did. We had 150,000 and counting, all delivered without hurting anybody. We take safety seriously and it's immensely proud considering the high risk nature of all the works involved that everybody went home to their bed, to their families safe. Do you actually feel like uh, someone playing for Ireland in the Rugby World Cup and you've just hoisted the William Webb Ellis Trophy? I can only dream of doing that, Steve. <laughs> now that you've done this, have you analysed other projects around the world that you've been inspired by and you'd like to see come to fruition in years to come? Look, as an engineer, I've always, you always look at the big projects around the world. Um, this is certainly something I'm proud to put my name to and stand beside. Mark Dolan from Robson Civil Projects. And coming soon, you'll see an incredible video of that project. It's being created by award-winning filmmaker Stephen Milo Milonis and should be released sometime in the next month. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Perfect Ten. We'll catch you next time. The Perfect Ten.